Hey everyone, welcome to another great episode of Smooth Business Growth Podcast where we share 15 minutes of fast-paced, pure marketing strategies proven to move the needle in your business. So I'm your host and Captain Lindsay Phillips. I am the founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth where we help busy entrepreneurs attract and acquire customers faster through powerful and consistent content marketing. In fact, if you go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com, you can actually download your social media roadmap to help you do just that, but that's not why you're here. We're going to get to the good stuff now. So we are chatting today with strategic business advisor, public speaker, executive CPA, Brent McClure, who helps businesses surpass their financial goals through leadership, coupled with strategic planning and execution. And he's going to share with us today how outsourcing your accounting and financial services can really improve your bottom line. So let's set sail, people. So welcome aboard, Brent. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. Awesome. And we all as business owners need to focus on what our bottom line is. <laughs> Sometimes you can get caught up in like planning and creating, but it's like, you know, sure. it's dollars and cents that um, does count. So when you say, I've heard you say that ignoring your back office can ruin your business. What does that mean? So what do you describe as kind of the back office and how, you know, if you're not doing it well, how does it affect your bottom line? Sure. So I'm referring to the back office as as like your accounting function, bookkeeping, payroll function, those right. things that historically were in the back, you know, literally in the back office and didn't see the light of day. <laughs> yep. um, and so if you're not paying attention to that, it certainly can bring your business down or ruin your business, as I've said before. Um, in ways that can do that, if you're not paying attention to your bookkeeping or you're not doing it at all, which mm -hmm. I've come across several businesses, business owners that just don't do it at all, um, which is scary. <laughs> then how do you know where you are during yeah. the year or during the month or during the week even? Where's your break even point? Yeah. How many customers do you need to make payroll this week? Or if you're a solopreneur, what do you want to earn this year? How can you get there? It's difficult to do that if you can't keep track of the numbers. That's so true. And it's so easy to get wrapped up. You're just on autopilot and you're go, go, go. It is easy to forget all those things, but, but you need to. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah need to absolutely. It's so easy to forget because you get um, most business owners, you know, they are very good at a certain craft and whatever that craft yeah. is, they're great at it, but they're not so good at business, at financial planning, at financial strategy, at things such as that. They don't have an MBA, they're not a CPA. So it really can be detrimental if they don't put forth the time, effort, money to, to keep these things up to date. Do you find that not being an expert in those things that it can feel overwhelming or intimidating? Do you get yes, that a lot? Yeah, absolutely, I get that a lot. And sometimes just fear, just fear of the yeah. unknown. Like, do I have enough cash to make payroll or to make a quarterly tax estimate. I don't know. So I'm just not going to look. I know denial, right? <laughs> just denial. Hopefully there's enough when I do look or I'll just write a check and we'll see what happens. Um, I see that a lot, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's, it's um, fear of the unknown and, and not really having a, a firm grasp on 
what all benefits you can glean from having a good set of records and knowing where you're, if you, if you're a service company, where your jobs are, or if you're in retail, you know, what your stock is doing. And, you know, great business owners can do some of this from the hip or they just have the feel for the business. Yeah. But that still, you could elevate that feel if you had numbers to support it. That's true. So how often should we look at the numbers and what kind of things should we be looking at? Um, I think you should stay in touch with your numbers, you know, daily. Um, certainly at a minimum, I would say monthly close and monthly financial reports. Right. What happened during the month. But I believe that you should have forecasts, whether it's um, one year, two year, three year, and break that down to the week. If you want to oh, get, wow. if you want to get detailed, I like to have a 13 week cash flow that shows me or shows my clients what they project the cash that's coming in over the next 13 weeks and where it's going. So they make sure that they can meet payroll or if they, or if it looks like they can't meet payroll or can't make a payment on a big order, then maybe they can shift other things around to make that happen without getting into an emergency. And I imagine too, it affects his taxes. I know for me, like my business, I didn't realize it as much that my business has grown 60% consistently over the past three years, which while is awesome, but I just went into another tax bracket and I was like, Oh, I almost threw up. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it's sometimes you do, you're on autopilot and you're busy and you're like, I'm glad I'm busy. But then you're like, Holy crap. <laughs> right. What just happened? What, where did that come from? Yeah. That's, I, I see that so often in business owners. And so, you know, again, that whole comment that you made that we're not necessarily expected to know all the ins and outs. Um, and I know that you, of course, promote outsourcing for accounting and financial services. So how is outsourcing? Because maybe some of us don't realize that you can outsource or what that looks like. So can you share a how it's beneficial and kind of what it might look like for an entrepreneur? Sure. No problem. Um, from the beneficial standpoint, it is very beneficial on the outsourcing piece because you are handing over your books and records to someone that has a good bit of experience, hopefully. <laughs> and then that person is working on multiple clients. So they're not only working on your books right. and records and accounting, but they see what's going on in other industries, maybe in your same industry, and so they can give advice based on um, their experience and what they're learning from other clients. Also, if you're not, if your business isn't grown to, you know, a certain level, mm -hmm. you may not want or need a full-time accountant on staff. Totally. And this would allow you to outsource that sort of on a part-time basis um, and spend a lot less money than bringing someone in, someone in full-time for an accountant. So the second part of your question as to how this would look, um, you know, for, for me personally in my company, um, so we connect, we have phone calls or, or Skype, Zoom meetings, um, your books and records come over to me, whether you're in QuickBooks or mm -hmm. another program, Zero, FreshBooks, whatever it is, we've sort of worked in all of them. Um, and so you're, your books and your records are housed in that program and we just manage that for you. So we clear the transactions, we reconcile the bank statement, nice. 
we tie out all the assets and all the liabilities and the profit and produce financial statements. And then taking that a step further, we can sit down and talk about, like I mentioned earlier, that 13 week cash flow statement. We can talk about your goals for the year. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to make 60% more this year, what does that look like on a daily basis? Right. Or on a weekly basis. I guess that makes you more focused. Like, okay, I need to get two new clients next month in order to meet my goals. So therefore kind of reverse engineering it to figure out what it is that you need to do to get two more clients. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I imagine too, you know, having someone take on all the bookkeeping and the transactions, I mean, A, there's going to be way less errors and omissions. And I'm sure that saves you a ton of money in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the the bookkeepers or accountants are going to be covered by errors and emissions insurance. So you're covered in case something does happen. But I did not know that. Yeah, it's very unlikely that something will happen um, when you're outsourcing like that. I see a lot of businesses that have maybe the brother-in-law or their sister-in-law kind of doing the books, kind of answering the phone, kind of running a project sort of doing payroll and that normally doesn't equal success (laughs) that equals nightmare (laughs) it it can be for multitudes of reasons (laughs) yes yes exactly exactly and then after a few years of that they call me and they say i don't i don't know how we ended up here oh yeah and i really need your help so you could backtrack and help fix the mess so to speak not that that's an ideal scenario but (laughs) it's it's not an ideal scenario but i find myself doing it more and more it's sort of cleaning up the mess and getting the company up to speed today and then talking about how can we improve and grow and what are the goals looking forward right so it's not so much what i'm offering is not so much what did we do last year right because that's historically that's been accountants what did we do last year last month last quarter. I'm taking that along with what's going on right now to talk about what's going on in the future. Ooh, I like that. Cause you usually, yeah, it's, I don't know. I can't wrap my head around okay, financial forecasting and what I need to do to make X, Y, Z happen. You just kind of, sometimes you just wing it. <laughs> right. Right. No, I totally understand. <laughs> sometimes I wing it too, but <laughs> But yeah, that's, um, you know, if we were working together and you said, I want to grow 60% again next year, then we can look at, okay, you need to do X, Y, and Z every month. Right. Like as a budgetary standpoint or a benchmark, if in order to grow 60%. And if you're, if you exceed that time and time again, then maybe we reset our goal. Or if you come in under that, maybe we reset our goal. Do you find too that when... Uh, companies are growing and growing quickly. They seem to spend more money as they grow and it can get a little out of control. Yeah, absolutely. They, um, it's like they spend, spend, spend to ignite the growth. Yeah. And then once they start on the growth track, they continue to spend and the bench, the level of spending just continues to rise with um, with the growth, which ends up being a problem, especially if they hit a plateau. Totally. Because spending then all of a sudden outpaces your sales and you didn't know that until it's a little bit too late and you've lost money. So do you analyze kind of expense versus money coming in and kind of analyze what they're spending money on, like those kinds of things? 
Yes, I do. And compare that to industry benchmarks. Ooh, so nationwide nice. benchmarks by um, industry. Yeah. Compared to sort of what their cost of goods sold are, um, operating expense, what rent should be as a percent of revenue, what payroll should be as a percent of revenue. So just gives you a little benchmark to see what's going right or wrong, or maybe you want to focus on with your company. Yeah. That's true. And um, yeah, some definitely good advice. Now, I know you offer CFO services for businesses, which CFO to me is like a massive company, you know, like McDonald's or something. Um, how is a CFO slightly different? And I didn't even realize that you could outsource someone to play that CFO, you know, CFO role. Can you sure. kind of dive into that? Yeah, yeah. Um, good question. I actually get that question a lot. I'm sure. Um, so what happens is, like I mentioned earlier, your business owner are very solid at their craft. They don't know a lot about financial planning, tax strategy, strategies around, you know, the business side of things. Um, so I've been a CFO at larger companies. What I'm offering is my knowledge and my experience mm -hmm. on a part-time or virtual basis Love because that. the smaller company either can't afford or doesn't need mm. a full-time CFO. Not that they couldn't afford it, but yeah. um, maybe not. But they certainly don't need a full-time CFO because they would just get bored. Um, but, but how awesome would it be if you could tap into um, my knowledge or yeah. another virtual CFO's knowledge on a part-time basis, whether that's 10 hours a week or, you know, 50 or 50 hours a month or, you know, as much as 20 hours a week, whatever, whatever the agreement is mm -hmm. and get things like strategy, planning, forecasting, some of the things I, I talked about earlier. That's awesome. And how big of a company do you need to kind of have those strategies in place? I mean, some of us are entrepreneurs, like I've got a team of 10, like mm -hmm. how do you know when you're sort of at that level? Um, that's a great question too. I think if you, if you have five or more employees, you probably, mm -hmm. you are probably at that level. Yeah. You could have some sort of experience from a CFO that would be helpful. And so does it incorporate financial in regards to like you personally as well in regards to financial planning? Yes. I mean, there's so many different elements when it comes to finance, not just your company books, right? Sure. Sure. It, it, it absolutely does. So I'm working with um, one client now they have one employee, so it's the owner and one employee, but I'm, I'm all in his personal business. <laughs> <laughs> You're up in his business. <laughs> exactly. And some people are scared to give other people like, here's the nitty gritty of how much I make. Here's what I'm charging. Here's my bank account. I mean, some right. people have a true on fear of like, let, not letting that go, but even just sharing that. What would you say to someone mm -hmm. um, that felt that way? Yeah. So everything remains confidential. I'm not sharing it with anyone else. Um, think of me like your business therapist. Oh, I like that. With your therapist, right? So let me help your business. Let me be the therapist for your business. Um, yeah. And it does take a little while for people to put their guard down and yeah. say, okay, here are the keys to the, to the books. Yeah. Or I, do, or the, I do suck at this or I have made this mistake. Please help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is hard to admit those failties when it comes to finances. People are very guarded when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I'm not very judgmental. So it's, it's always just a, let's get this cleaned up and get yeah. you on the right path. 
there's sure. nothing. You're there's nothing you, getting them helped. Yeah. Hopefully there's nothing you did here that, that puts anybody in jail and let's just, <laughs> let's clean it up and move forward. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you are solution oriented. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Cause again, you know, I actually, I mean, I've talked about taxes on my podcast before with a couple of people, but not really like finances. That's the day-to-day nitty gritty stuff, right. Mm-hmm. That affects mm-hmm. us all. And if we don't have a grasp on it, and we're not aware or we're in denial. I mean, how can we truly move forward? It's right. Sucks when you're going through it, but it's so important, but it can feel empowering. I think. Yeah, it certainly can. Um, I've turned a lot of business owners from being fearful of this conversation to actually enjoying it. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. and And taking ownership over their finances. Yeah, I love that. Now, I know you have some amazing resources. So can you share um, a great resource for our listeners, how they can get a hold of you, all that good stuff? Sure. So I'm on the web at brentmcclure.com. I'm on all the socials at LBMCPA. I have, um, for your listeners, over at brentmcclure slash SBG, I'm going to have um, a... 10 items to improve your cash flow listing. Also, we'll have a 10, um, 10 tactics for a clean set of books. And then the, I'll also publish a pretty in-depth case study of how I've formed as an outside CFO for a company and actually turned the company around. I love that. And then that way, too, we can kind of see what a CFO does in action, right? right. And I think exactly. sometimes we need to have that picture painted so we can kind of, how can this person really help me? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. That is perfect. Thanks for giving all those goodies away. Yeah, no problem. So I will, that was um, your website.com slash SBG, right? That is correct. Perfect. So I will have that on our show notes, um, of course. So thanks for coming on my show. You've, um, yeah, thank you so much. I think you've inspired people to get a grip on their finances. Darn it. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. Awesome. So this week's 50 minute cruise to move the needle in your business folks has come to an end. I know it goes by fast. And thanks again, Brent, um, for joining us and sharing your wisdom on finances so that we can have a a better future. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Um, If you're looking to achieve faster growth through your content marketing and email marketing, social media, look no further than smoothbusinessgrowth.com. So have a profitable and productive week, folks, and may the winds always be at your back.